0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullets Step 1 Podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of pressure volume curves found under the respiratory section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin by discussing flow volume loops. This describes changes in lung volume and airflow during a respiratory cycle. The curve begins just before expiration when there is no flow through the airways and when lung volume is at a maximum. The curve then proceeds through an organized set of steps including expiration with increasing flow and decreasing lung volume, peak expiratory flow when expiration is the fastest, end expiration with decreasing flow and decreasing lung volume, cessation of expiration at residual volume with no flow, inspiration with increasing flow and increasing lung volume, peak inspiratory flow where inspiration is the fastest, and inspiration with decreasing flow and increasing lung volume, and return to the initial point of no flow and maximal volume. Analyzing the structure of these curves can provide important insights into mechanisms of disease. Upper airway obstruction will present with blunting of peak expiratory and inspiratory flow, so the curves will be flatter rather than proceeding to peaks, and the total tidal volumes will remain the same. Obstructive lung disease will present with diminished expiratory flows and increased lung volumes, so there will be relatively smaller changes during inspiration. Restrictive lung disease will present with smaller lung volumes during each respiratory cycle so the curve will not reach as large of volumes as normal. Now let's discuss compliance. This describes the distensibility of the respiratory system. It describes a change in lung volume for a given change in pressure. Remember that there will be an increase in compliance in emphysema, but a decrease in compliance in pulmonary fibrosis, pulmonary edema, ARDS, and chest wall disease. Now let's discuss elastance. This describes the elastic properties of the respiratory system, and it is the inverse of compliance. So elastance is equal to a change in pressure for a given change in volume. Remember that lungs tend to collapse inward and the chest wall tends to expand outward. Now let's discuss pressure volume curves. Let's begin by discussing the curve when the volume is equal to the FRC or the functional residual capacity. At this point, the FRC is equal to the volume in lungs at the end of normal tidal expiration. So the airway pressure is equal to the atmospheric pressure which means that there is no airflow the collapsing force from the lungs is equal to the expanding force from the chest wall, and the resting volume when there is no airflow is at the end of tidal expiration, so the combined lung and chest wall system is at equilibrium. When the volume is less than the FRC, or that is, at the end of forced expiration, there is a decrease in the volume of the lungs, which leads to a decrease in the collapsing force on the lungs and an increase in expanding force on the chest wall, so the combined lung and chest wall system quote-unquote wants to expand. When the volume is greater than the FRC, that is, during inspiration, there is an increase in the volume of lungs, which leads to an increase in the collapsing force on the lungs and a decrease in the expanding force of the chest wall, so the combined lung and chest wall system quote-unquote wants to collapse. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to pressure volume curves, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A scientist is designing experiments to better appreciate how the lung expands. He acquires two sets of cat lungs and fills one set with saline. He plots changes in the lungs' volumes with respect to pressure. The pressure-volume loop of the liquid-ventilated lung is different from the gas-ventilated lung because of what property? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Reduced airway resistance Choice 2. Increased residual volume Choice 3. More pronounced hysteresis choice four, increased compliance, or choice five, increased inspiratory pressure. The best answer to this question is, choice four, increased compliance. This question assesses your familiarity of the pressure volume curve in respiratory physiology. The liquid ventilated lung has increased compliance compared to the gas ventilated lung, thus producing a steep curve. In normal respiration, Lung volume is always less during inhalation than exhalation at any given pressure. This phenomenon is called hysteresis. During inspiration of air, the collapsing force of surface tension must be overcome. Lungs produce surfactant to minimize surface tension. Thus, pressure increases immediately on inspiration, but volume does not increase until surface tension is overcome. During expiration, volume decreases with pressure decreases because no active force is needed to maintain patent airways. With saline, surface tension is further minimized because the air-fluid boundary is removed. Thus, compliance increases and the inspiratory and expiratory curves look similar. The publication by Harris further reviews the significance of the respiratory pressure volume curve. The volume at which inhalation starts and exhalation ends is functional residual volume. Note that the pressure at FRC is not zero. This pressure is called peak and expiratory pressure, or PEEP. It is clear that a patient with obstructive lung disease will need to generate more work to generate a greater inspiratory pressure due to an elevated PEEP. Despite the advent of algorithmic approaches to ventilator management in patients with acute respiratory distress syndrome, the publication by Albiceta et al. argues that the curve still has value in directing ventilator adjustments and accelerating weaning. For instance, PEEP can be increased above predicted values based on close evaluation of the curve. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Reduced airway resistance does not necessarily render the lung more compliant. If the upper airway resistance is decreased, alveolar compliance is not significantly affected. Choice 2. Residual volume does not increase in a liquid-filled lung. Choice 3. Hysteresis is less pronounced in a liquid-filled lung. Choice 5. Inspiratory pressure is decreased due to a decreased surface tension in a liquid-filled lung. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 60 year old woman with a history of emphysema has been referred by her pulmonologist for follow up pulmonary function testing. During the test, the patient reaches a point where her airway pressure is equal to the atmospheric pressure. Which of the following is most likely to be found during this respiratory state? And the answer choices are Choice 1 pulmonary vascular resistance is at a maximum. Choice 2 pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum. Choice three, transmural pressure of the chest wall is at a minimum. Choice four, transmural pressure of the lung chest wall system is at a maximum. Or choice five, transmural pressure of the lung chest wall system is at a minimum. The best answer to this question is, choice two, pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum. Atmospheric pressure equals airway pressure at the end of a normal tidal expiration during which pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum. The PVR varies throughout the respiratory cycle and is determined by the resistance of both the alveolar vessels and the extra-alveolar vessels, such as the parenchymal vessels. At lower lung volumes, less distended alveoli result in less compression of the alveolar vessels, which decreases PVR. However, at lower lung volumes, extra-alveolar vessels also tend to collapse, which increases PVR. The balance of these competing effects on resistance results in the lowest PVR at the functional residual capacity, which is the lung volume at the end of a normal tidal expiration. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum, not maximum, at FRC. Choice 3. Transmural pressure of the chest wall is negative at FRC, but it can become even lower during maximal expiration. Negative pressure refers to pressure that is exerted in an outward direction. Choice 4. Transmural pressure of the lung chest wall system is at 0 at FRC, since pressure is exerted from the chest wall and the lung are balanced. The transmural pressure of the system can further increase during inspiration when the transmural pressure of the chest wall and lung are both positive. Choice 5. Transmural pressure of the lung chest wall system is 0 at FRC. The transmural pressure of the system can become negative during maximal expiration. Finally, a bullet summary. Functional residual capacity is the lung volume at the end of a normal tidal expiration when pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum. That's all for this review about pressure volume curves. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session from MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com you can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.